0: Chevy Equinox with forward collision alerts, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. 720 WGN. Thank you for joining us. It's Tuesday. That means we get to have a conversation with Tom Skilling, one of my favorite people who I've only been able to shake his hand. Haven't ever had a chance to sit down with you, but you know what? I spent a little time with Sean from WGN-TV at the Paws Beach Party. My gosh, yes. that that's like hugging a G.I. Joe. Does he work out every single day? Oh, I'll
1: tell you something. You know, he's on his way out there at 4.30 in the morning. He's my roommate, too. So I get up here, and I'm working in the weather den, and he comes stumbling in from the gym. I said, what time are you up? And he said, oh, about 4.30. <laughs> Yeah, and I marvel at his energy level. But I also I I think what you guys do for Paws is so great because what an amazing organization that is. Uh, we have a little doggy and a kitty, both of whom come to us from Paws, and uh, they're so good to the little animals there. It's wonderful.
0: They really are. I don't know how animals or wildlife has survived this streak of. Over 110 temps for 31 days in a row in Phoenix. Tom, that is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh, You know, they closed the books, as all of us did, on our July weather uh, at midnight last night. It turns out Phoenix averaged, you ready for this, Lisa? They averaged 102.7 degrees for the month of July. Uh, And that's with 31 consecutive days uh, over 110 degrees during the day. Uh, that streak ended yesterday, but there are warnings out that heat's going to build back in again as the week goes on. So they'll be back over 110 degrees. And uh, one of the weather service forecasters out of the Phoenix office is warning that uh, August uh, may be hotter than July. And that oh. 102.7 July is the hottest temperature they've ever recorded uh, in any month in the month of uh, or down in Phoenix. So imagine August being hotter than that. Yike. I couldn't do it. Uh, all you can I, say-
0: I couldn't do it, all Tom. I could say- never live in a place like that. I couldn't either.
1: I, I, you know, we went out and did a climate change piece in Las Vegas, and I'm telling you, as long as you worked before ten or eleven in the morning during the hot season, we were okay. It was so hot. We stayed at a hotel and they had a swimming pool, and t- touching the railing on the swimming pool burned your hands. I, I honestly don't know um, how to handle that. All I can say is I hope their electrical grid doesn't go out because the reason they're able to survive that is air conditioning. And if that ever goes out, they're going to have some real issues down there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was surprised in your notes how wet this month has been because, you know, in parts of central and western Illinois, the farmers are still struggling, but Chicago has been getting hit with rain.
1: No question. And boy, is that a uh, a living example of how disparate, disparate uh, the rainfall distribution is in summer. One area gets nailed and flooded. Now, remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about nine inches of rain at parts of the city, and yet you're right. I was talking to a farmer at the uh, Evanston Farmers Market. I was up. To, I went up to see the movie uh, Oppenheimer. And so I parked in the parking lot, and they had the uh, farmer's market right nearby there in Evanston. And he was telling me how dry he is out in his area. And and he was doing some field work the other day, and he said, boy, the dust that was being thrown up was something. But, yeah, here in the city, uh, we wound up with over seven inches twice normal at O'Hare. And Midway, where we've been taking weather observations and recording them since 1928, Frank Wachowski, the veteran National Weather Service observer there, was telling me that they're over 11 inches. They wound up with over 11 inches, which is an all-time July record for the month of, uh, or for July, for Midway Airport down on the south side. So isn't that something? Some areas too dry, other areas just swimming. Uh, That's so typical of warm season around here.
0: And I feel like the rain that we've had comes down so furious and so fast that it really hasn't interrupted a lot of parties or barbecues or, you know, any any of that type of stuff. It seems like it's come fast and furious and moved on.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've had rain on almost half of the July days, uh, which is pretty amazing. But it hits in sharp and uh, in, in rather distinct intervals, and, and they're not very long live. So. You're absolutely right. I mean, we've been able to carry on. You know, it's amazing, though, Lisa, you hear about this incredible heat. And, yeah, we had some 90-degree days. Our temperature wound up uh, exactly normal for July. Uh, but we've not had this really extreme heat coupled with humidity that just goes on and on and on, and as happens in some summers, summers around here. So we've been pretty lucky in that respect.
0: So, Tom, is it all that rain, that's why our mold numbers and our weed numbers are up? or?
1: Yeah, that's that doesn't help. Uh, you know, mold spores proliferate in a moist environment, and we've had that. That's for sure. Uh, and we're going to get humid again as the week goes on. We're kind of in a moderately humid phase right now. I mean, there's humidity out there, but uh, the humidity will grow again as we go through the week. And then this weekend, there's a wave that's going to come along. Saturday night, Sunday, Monday in that time frame, and that could bring us a pretty good round of showers and thunderstorms. Um it looks like we're going to keep this wetter than normal cycle that we've seen in the city at least in parts of the Chicago area going uh, as we go into August here. August is historically our second warmest and our second wettest month. Only May is wetter <clears> and uh, or has been historically so um, looks like we've got a wet pattern shaping up. And with that, you can presume there'll be some humidity.
0: Yep, here we go. Hey, Tom Skilling is with us. We're going to get the current temps and a check on traffic with Mary Vandeveld. We'll come back. I have to know what you think of Oppenheimer and, um, and what gas prices have to do with heat or the other way around. Why heat impacts gas prices. But first, what's going on, Mayor? 720 WGN. Our beloved meteorologist in town, Tom Skilling from WGN-TV, is with us. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. So what did you think of Oppenheimer?
1: I thought it was uh, very interesting. Uh, And I've always been, uh, you know, I've marveled at um, people that were so bright working on a project, which is so deadly. Uh, You know, a lot of them were haunted by guilt and so forth, which is to be expected when you produce a weapon that, Kills people. But on the other hand, we had that horrible war going. Wouldn't that have been a terrible decision to try mm. and make? Uh, you know, it, it just our our soldiers, our military people were had to be worn out after a war in Europe. And then, in the, you know, in the Pacific with Japan, um, it, it was terrible. But, you know, this group that came together, they were an interesting crowd, weren't they? Uh, how did you like the movie, Lisa? What did you think of it?
0: I loved it, but I didn't know all the womanizing and all the martini drinking and all that. was. I was like, wow, I thought they were a big group of nerds. I didn't know they were getting all busy with all the other vices.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because I, I was reading a book about Alan Turing, who's uh, the guy who broke the Enigma code, another a brilliant mathematician who um, was in on the creation of our first mainframe computer at Princeton University. He had laid the groundwork with a paper he did on it, and they were talking about the people that worked out in Princeton and that worked end up working with Oppenheimer, running computer programs on atomic uh, bombs, and. Uh, yeah, they were kind of a wild crowd. I mean they knew <laughs> yeah. how to party, they drank, and uh you know, and they womanized. I was surprised by that too. Yeah,
0: uh, it was you would funny. have thought
1: they busy writing equations all day, but uh, that wasn't the way it worked. Uh and and then you know, the interesting thing about Oppenheimer was he was blackballed later because after watching what happened in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, he was not in favor of of going ahead with a hydrogen bomb development, and there he fell out of favor, um, and they kind of blackballed him. And right. I you know, I didn't know a lot about that. Did
0: you? No, but it was a great movie. It really was. Hey, uh, I saw an interview with NBC News with Tom Claza. Apparently, he is the global head of energy for analysis at OPIS, And he said, this heat is affecting gas prices. This was his quote. You've got a lot of refineries that are coughing and wheezing. They're not really geared to run with 10 or 15 days with 100 degree temperatures in a row. And when refineries don't run at their full capacity, less and less gasoline is produced. That means a tighter supply. And our prices, I'm paying 70 cents more a gallon this week than I was 10 days ago. Wow.
1: Wow. I... You know, it's interesting, isn't it, Lisa? The more you see these weather anomalies, these extremes, and how they ripple in so many ways through the economy. Uh, you, as as the wife of a farmer, know that, uh, you know, without any doubt in your mind, because uh, it's we see this in the agribusiness community, how weather extremes impact our production uh, and what goes on in our farms and what our farmers are able to produce. But it spills over into all aspects of life, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's really amazing.
0: Hey, and Tom, wow. tomorrow at uh, tomorrow in the three o'clock hour, we're going to have a conversation with Orion Samuelson.
1: Ah, <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell the big O I said hi. Um, one of the nicest people in the business, and what he and Max have done over the years in educating us non-farmer types, us urban mm-hmm. types, about the world of agribusiness is just stunning. Uh, tell him I said hi, Lisa.
0: I sure will. He's being honored by the McHenry County Fair, and actually Max has just retired, and he's going to join us after five today.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. There's another incredible, not only uh, agribusiness expert and broadcaster, but also just a nice human being, and the same with Orion. Please tell Max I said hi, too.
0: Um, Tom, so this, are we still, is this still Canadian wildfire smoke? And now I understand that there are many places in the U.S. that have ignited and we've got our own wildfires to worry about. What's the latest on that?
1: Oh, yeah, there's one burning in the Mojave Desert in California. There was one yesterday that moved out of Washington state in the Pacific Northwest into British Columbia, and it was so severe that uh, they had to evacuate a population from across the border in Canada. So uh, we've got fires burning out there, too. Little surprise, given the heat they've had. So uh, this is far-reaching. Canada has now burned uh, 46,900 square miles, which is an area the size of the state of Pennsylvania, nice. uh, in a season that, like, unlike anything they've ever had, and, of course, We've been on the receiving end of the smoke, often aloft, but sometimes down here to ground level. And it's still flowing on the satellite imagery. There's a thick cloud of smoke going through Wisconsin and Michigan just north of us. But you can kind of see that orangish cast of the sky that tells you smoke's up there in our area too.
0: This' just brutal. It's just, you're right. I mean, everything we're facing when it comes to weather is impacting every facet of our life. And if people are planning a trip to Mexico or anywhere that might be plagued by a hurricane, I understand, according to your notes, that this might be an active season, huh?
1: Well, you know, that's been the forecast. A lot of agencies, including our National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, our National Hurricane Center, put out um, forecasts of the Atlantic hurricane season. The U.K. Met Office over in the U.K. Is, just, uh, is among the agencies that put out a forecast. They put out an updated forecast, which has a huge number of hurricanes. And I noticed um, a hurricane researcher, uh, Michael Lowry, uh, who worked with the National Hurricane Center. He worked uh, as one of the tropical experts on the Weather Channel for a while. He's uh, doing weather down in Miami but, um, and worked for FEMA. But he put out a, a post today that the development area of the Atlantic, where a lot of these hurricanes spin up, the ocean temperature in July has just finished at a record high, not seen before. And that's a bad sign uh, because uh, you know hurricanes derive their energy by evaporating and condensing seawater, and they also intensify more quickly and get wetter over these uh, warm ocean waters. So, you know that that continues to raise concern mm. um, concerns that have been there all along this season that we've got an active season ahead, even though right now it's relatively quiet. We got some systems out in the middle of the ocean not affecting any land, but you know we're. Heading into prime time here in August, September and October. So we'll see what happens with
0: that. And Tom, what's our forecast before I let you go? The humidity's building, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's coming back. Kinda of moderate now. Well, I'm a mix of sun and clouds uh, the rest of the evening and also tomorrow that might pop and isolate a thunderstorm. Same thing as we look ahead to Thursday. Friday should be partly sunny. All these days we'll see mid to upper 80s inland, a little bit of lake cooling, uh, about 80 on the beaches. But it looks like the humidity will really start to take off later in the week. And uh, by Saturday night, Sunday, there's a system that could send uh, some pretty widespread showers and thunderstorms in here. So that uh, leads to uh, the expectation of a wetter than normal pattern uh, kind of reestablishing itself. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Always wonderful to talk to you. Have a great day, Tom. Lisa, great talking to you.
1: You, too, and say hi to Orient and Max for me.
0: Absolutely, I will. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago, Chicago.